guys, welcome to our first submissions episode. So these episodes are basically going to be a compilation of different things from the community, whether it be questions, comments, or even their own personal stories. And that's what you're going to hear about today. You're going to be hearing from six members of our community as they share stories about times that have made them feel unsafe. I will preface by saying that some of these stories are definitely more intense than others. We have everything from travel situations, just being out in public, shopping, and even some about sexual harassment. So I do really want you to, again, listen with a cautious ear and be mindful of the fact that some of these stories, again, are a little bit more heavy and intense. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into these submissions. Our first submission is from Sarah in Connecticut. I worked at a popular coffee shop chain that rhymes with Zunkin Zonuts, and we would get a lot of older people and construction workers. One day, I was on my hands and knees cleaning the dirty spots from the construction workers' shoes. It was too much effort to get the mop out, and it just wasn't that much. Wiping the floor down, and this old guy who was a regular walked in and said, Wow, it must be my lucky day. I love the sight of you on your knees. Side note, just like, where do people think that that's even remotely okay? And that is just one of the many uncomfortable experiences I've had just at that job. I felt so disgusted and belittled, but all I could do was awkwardly laugh and continue on with my job. Another side note here, it makes me so disgusted that people say these kinds of things, especially to young women, because they know that it's going to obviously make them feel uncomfortable. Like, what what response are they looking for? other than to make someone just feel awkward and uncomfortable. It's so inappropriate. And this really, I mean, I've been there when you, I mean, you don't really even know what to say. It's like, how do I respond to that? Like you're a disgusting pig, you know? So you do, you just laugh and kind of awkwardly try to act normal and continue about what you're doing. I just, I, I can't with some people. My advice to other women is to stand your ground. Look them in the eye and ask them, What do you mean by that? Don't let them speak to you the way I did. No job is worth losing your self-respect for. It's saddening because this is so normalized in our society. The fact that men can say whatever they want and get away with it. I'm tired of it. I'm only 20 and the amount of times I've been in situations like this doesn't even fit on my hands or toes. Stuff like this doesn't affect me as much anymore and I can better handle it, but I wish I had spit in his face because who the fuck did he think he was talking to? Thank you so much. Stay strong out there. Don't let them knock you down a peg. Again, I just like, it it just absolutely baffles me the, the way that some people can talk to young women. Like, this girl is 20 years old. Where do you get off speaking like that to somebody? But I fully agree with her advice, you know, not being afraid to look at them and just say, what's your problem? Or what are you talking about? What do you mean by that? Or flipping shit back to them because truthfully, what other response are they looking for than for somebody to feel uncomfortable? So if you can, trying to stay firm. Now, obviously, that's a lot easier said than done, especially when you're you're caught in the moment. Like, what the hell is your problem, right? But I empower you to do that, to take Sarah's advice. And Sarah, I'm so sorry you have to deal with that and have had to deal with that. And we should not live in a world where, especially in in today's day and age where people are still making those kinds of comments to women. It's just absolutely absurd. And please know if you've been in situations like this or hell, even if you're you know going to be in a situation like this in the future, if you responded again, I've done it too. 
by just kind of continuing on and laughing awkwardly, that's not a wrong response. You can't always control what you're going to do in the moment. And you should never be down on yourself for the way you respond because it's not on you. It's on the other person for making you feel so uncomfortable and saying such an off-the-wall disgusting thing like that. Our second submission is from an anonymous source in Arizona. A couple months back, my friends and I were just walking around Ross later in the day around 7 p.m. That's what we did to spare time sometimes was just walking around the retail stores. We were all together walking around the store and noticed a group of men coming down every single aisle we went down. So we came up with a plan to run across the store and see if they'd follow. Not a shocker, they did. So we knew immediately that we had to do something. We go to the checkout with a couple items and they had no items and decided to grab one thing and come into line behind us. We stood in silence waiting to be checked out and as soon as we got called up, we had asked someone to escort us out of the building to the car because we were so scared. At first, the Ross employees didn't see an issue until we all had to say something and then they finally had their loss prevention man walk us out and the men had set their one item down and walked out of the store as well. Now, my first reaction to this story, and there's still a little bit more left, but this is literally why people don't speak up when something's wrong. Not only are you in a position, especially if you're by yourself, where you're questioning yourself, like, is there actually something going on here? Is this just me overreacting? But now you're having to sit and question, well, is this person even going to take me serious? Like, if I say something, and it's so easy to just convince yourself that you're the one overreacting and that you need to explain it away in your head. It makes me so angry because, again, even if there wasn't something going on, these women felt unsafe and they should be able to get someone from the store to walk them out. They have the courage to go ask for help. Like, shit, give it to them. It's just so bizarre to me. We'd already got to our car and immediately drove away before they got in their car. We were safe, but so scared. I felt very uncomfortable and freaked out. My heart was beating out of my chest. My advice for other women is, if you can, please go with friends. Make a scene. Explain as much as you can to workers, friends, and family. Just be so safe out there. We need to make this world a better place. I can't commend these women enough for persisting and letting them know, no, we're not overreacting. Like There is something going on here and making sure they got the help they needed. It is so easy, like I said before, to tell yourself that you're overreacting and to feel kind of awkward and shut down when people tell you no, but you have to put your safety first. Julia came on the podcast and told a very kind of similar story in the regard that she'd asked for help. They told her no and that it really probably wasn't a big deal and she knew, she trusted her gut and made sure that she had somebody walk her to her car. Same thing here. I just really commend people for being able to put their foot down trust in themselves, and follow that gut instinct. Our third story is from another anonymous source. About two years ago, I went shopping with my mom for Christmas. I was looking around when all of a sudden my mom told me to go over to where she was. At first, I didn't pay much attention, but after the second time, I did go over to her. She told me to stay close because there was an older guy looking at me and following me around. He tried getting close but didn't since my mom was keeping a close watch. After some time, he was gone. We figured he had followed us from the parking lot. It shook me up a bit that I was being followed, especially in broad daylight. What I took from this experience is always be aware of your surroundings. Have someone you know and trust with you and have something to keep you safe. Now I keep safety tools with me when I go out, such as when I'm going off for work or on dates. 
I keep an Invisiware necklace that will notify my family and police if needed if I am in danger. I am now very cautious of my surroundings because of that incident, and especially because when I get off work, it's dark. I always notify my mom when I arrive at work and get off so she knows I arrive safely. Something I want to share is to invest in safety tools. In case if something happens, you have to have something to protect you. Learning self-defense is, of course, good too. It just makes me so sad hearing these stories because they really are, you know, like this woman said, they're things that affect you for the rest of your life. They make you extra cautious, which which is good, but it's all it takes is one incident to really kind of make you feel on edge in every other situation. I love that she recommends getting safety tools We have a lot of different things we recommend, and if you're interested, we do have links to the things we recommend in the show notes. We have a link to pepper spray, pepper gel, the Invisiware that this woman's referring to, and we do have 10% off. Full disclosure, some of them are affiliate links, but they're all things that we highly recommend and have researched, and we would only, you know, recommend them if we did genuinely think that they were the most beneficial tools out there. I hope we can get to the point where we can go be independent and still be able to feel safe. And I think safety tools are a great way to do that. And just simply being alert and presenting yourself with confidence. Now, obviously, if you can have somebody with you, it's going to probably make you feel more safe. And it is, there's always safety in numbers, right? But we, our whole goal is to make it so you can still be independent and go do things alone. Our fourth submission is from Gabby in North Carolina. I was about 11 or 12 years old with my best friend and we were staying the night in a hotel. I can't remember what hotel or where it was since I was young, but I do remember this situation. My friend and I were going to the vending machine to get snacks and drinks for the night on a different floor. After we got the snacks and drinks, we went back to the elevator and there was an older man there. My friend and I were in pajamas with no bras and only old t-shirts and shorts. This man then starts staring at us and asked, Hey ladies, want to come up to my room for a good time? I freeze and my friend grabs my hand and gets close to me and says, sorry, we can't, we have other plans. She grabbed my hand and pulled me close to make us look like a couple so he would leave us alone. However, he almost liked that idea even more, but it was our floor to get off at and she grabbed me and ran. I then was like, what the fuck just happened? At the age of 11. Like, my only comment here is people are fucking sick. These poor girls were literally 11 or 12 years old and some old pervert is preying on them. It just makes me so insanely sad that these kinds of situations even have to happen. I mean, as this girl's saying, it happened a long time ago. She doesn't remember the hotel or where she was, but she vividly remembers the situation. Like these things stick with you. And it just makes me really sad that there's people out there that would even think that this is remotely okay. But I love that even at 11 or 12 years old, these girls were so resourceful and were able to tell this man no and very confidently said it, ran the second they could. If ever you are in a situation where you are in an elevator with somebody that makes you feel unsafe always try to pull off at the the closest floor. Or even if you're getting into the elevator and someone just makes you feel even the slightest bit uncomfortable, all you have to do is wait for the next one. You can make an excuse for why you have to wait if that makes you feel more comfortable. Or you can just say, I'm waiting for the next one. You don't have to explain yourself. 
really trust your gut. I mean, this is just, this makes me so sad. And these girls were going to get snacks and drinks and should not have had to deal with a situation like that. But again, they handled it so confidently and especially for their age. Our fifth submission is from Madeline in Washington. I don't remember all the details because this was so long ago now, but it was Relay for Life when we first started going. Relay for Life was at Sky River before it moved to the high school. I was at our camp area sitting in a camping chair closest to the walking path and it was dark out. I think I was sitting by a fire we had or maybe it was a light thing, but it was in the middle of the chair so I felt safe and fine, even cozy because this was our camp space. Everyone else kept walking. I remember two guys walking and one came over and squatted down to talk to me. I didn't know them. I don't remember the exact words, but basically he asked if I wanted to go to the parking lot where he needed help or his friend needed something or something like that. There were also no lights whatsoever in the parking lot, and it was filled with cars because the event was huge. I said no, and I think the conversation went a little longer, but I remember being extremely uncomfortable and feeling weird and just waiting till I saw the first adult I knew walking on the path. They left before I saw one of the adults I knew, but I just sat there until I saw one. I told them what happened and the cops were called, but I don't think they ever caught the guys. First of all, the fact that she said no and then like went and told an adult and even was willing to get the cops involved is so commendable because so often we feel freaked out doing those things or think that we're maybe overreacting to the situation. But it's so important to be reporting this stuff because if let's say somebody else had this happen and these same guys had come up, now there's been multiple reports of this and they have more ammo against those people. Unfortunately, I feel like with so many of these run-ins and stuff, the people never get caught and it just is so upsetting but again the more you can report the more they have on these kinds of situations so they can even draw parallels between them or you know let's say if this had happened again and it was told that there's these two guys going around or whatever and since Madeline had made that report if say somebody did see two guys walking around or somebody had the same thing happen she could then go and you know verify that those were the guys that came up to her and now it's going to be a lot easier to do something about the situation but it's so easy to not want to report it or to again think you're overreacting but I love that she took action and spoke up and said something But can you imagine being at a literal charity event and going up and preying on a young girl like this? It's just people are sick and it's just sad how many stories like this there are. And our sixth and final submission is from Taylor in Vermont. I was leaving a bar at the end of the night with my friend and a guy she had met that night. We were standing on the side of the road about to book an Uber to take us home at 2 a.m. This man who went to my high school who had already graduated from college approached us. He asked if the three of us wanted to go to his place to swim because him and his roommates were having people over to swim at their apartment. We said yes and got into his Uber. I knew it was not a good idea in the moment. However, we went anyways. After a 15 to 20 minute Uber ride, we finally pulled into the apartment complex where he proceeded to tell us that the pool was closed and we couldn't actually swim. This definitely made me a little sus, but we went up to his apartment anyway. As the four of us walked in, it became very obvious that he did not have any roommates. After sitting in his living room for a while, having very odd conversation, I asked him to order us an Uber. In the moment, he thought I was only for my friend and the other guy. However, my plan was to leave with them. I didn't tell him I was leaving because I was scared he would get mad and didn't know what he would do. He ordered an Uber and it was canceled. Then he ordered a Lyft and it got canceled. So at this point, we were stuck in the apartment with him. 
Being afraid and not sober, I said yes to going in his room with him. We ended up hooking up even though I didn't want to. I do this thing where I convince myself I do want to hook up with men even if I don't because I'm too afraid of what they will say or do if I tell them no. Hours later, it is 7 in the morning and I'm still awake. I finally tell him he has to take me home and he starts to get very mean. Started calling me a bitch and a slut. Then he proceeded to tell me that he had an STI. I freaked out and asked if he was being serious and he said no. But I later found out that he was not lying and he actually did give me an STI. I finally got him to take us home and for weeks after, he would text me when he was downtown. I'm still afraid I might see him when I go out and don't know what I will do if he approaches me. First of all, Taylor, my heart breaks for you that you were drug into this situation. You knew this guy and he knew that. And he used that to take advantage of a prior knowledge that you had of him by getting you to his apartment, totally lying to you about the situation, and then putting you in a position where he knew you'd probably feel uncomfortable. And this is not an abnormal reaction. I used to do this stuff all the time. And I think so many women can relate to similar situations it's so fair to fear, you know, what are they going to say about me? Are they going to get mad? Especially if he's already displayed that he's lying to you and kind of being creepy. You really don't know what he's going to do. So please don't beat yourself up. Again, I have totally been in similar situations. And again, people know exactly how to manipulate the situation. It's also so screwed up and literally illegal to have hooked up with you knowing that he had an STI and then also to lie about it. And I would be feeling the same way you do, feeling freaked out to see him if he approaches you. So I just want to kind of give you some little tips if you were to run into him again. All right, so there's a lot of ways you can handle this situation. I'm going to go over three different types of responses you could have if you were to see him again. And this goes for anybody. If there's somebody that did you wrong? And it doesn't even have to be something, you know, as extreme as this. But even if it's like a friend who wronged you, here's three different ways you can respond to the situation if you do encounter them. Number one, by all means, please feel empowered to completely ignore them. If you don't want to engage with them, if you don't want to talk to them, you can act like you do not even see them, even if they are speaking to you. You have no obligation to engage with this person. Number two, state how you feel. I want to empower you to not shy away. If you are going to do this, you don't have to be nice about it. What he did was so unbelievably fucked up, like to lie to you, to then hook up with you and give you an STI, call you names, get rude when you ask him to take you home. I mean, just everything he did was so absolutely insanely wrong. So for instance, if you feel like you want him to get away from you, don't hesitate to say, get the fuck away from me. I have nothing to say to you. If you feel like what he did was really screwed up and you want to tell him, the last time we hung out, it was absolutely not okay what you did. I don't want to engage with you. Walk away. Don't be afraid to speak your mind, to stand up for yourself and to say it firmly. And you don't have to be you know, quote unquote, like respectful and sweet about it. And I know that it's so easy to fear what other people might think by ignoring them or putting your foot down. But truthfully, anybody with an ounce of logic or a heart or 
shit, a, a brain should know that what he did was absolutely not okay. And frankly, even if you obviously don't want to tell people what happened, the right people would respect you for putting your foot down because clearly something happened that you were not okay with. Don't be afraid to put your foot down. Don't care what the wrong people think of you if you would like to approach it like that. So number one, ignore them. Number two, state how you feel. If that's you want them to get away, if you want to tell them what they did was screwed up, you speak your mind, say your piece. The third thing, if you don't necessarily feel comfortable approaching it in either of those two manners, another thing you could do is more so use some wit. So for instance, one example could be if he comes up to you and tries to talk to you or tries to get you to go over again. You could say, eh, don't got my swimsuit, not looking to go swim again. You know, kind of flipping him shit because clearly he lied to you and it was fucked up. So I know that's a little bit more of a passive way to address the situation by using some wit and not necessarily explicitly stating how you feel, but that doesn't make it wrong. You're still communicating that I don't appreciate what you did, you lied to me, and no, I have no interest in hanging out with you again. Those are just three possible responses. There are so many ways you can handle the situation. You have to choose what is right for you. No response is wrong to the situation, but What I would advise is at least thinking through what you would say, how you would respond so you don't feel as fearful about a potential interaction so you feel prepared. Now, as is true with any situation where you might feel uncomfortable, always try to also have excuses on why you might have to get out of something. If you can be very upfront in the situation, you feel comfortable doing that and you want to do that. You can be upfront, like if he's trying to ask you to go home with him or, you know, if, if it's someone else that has a friend approaching them, and they're trying to talk to them. If you don't want to engage with that person or go with them, trying to have non-negotiable emergency excuses already thought through to use in that situation so you don't have to feel uncomfortable or fumble with your words. You can just very clearly state, nope, this is my excuse and I can't talk to you any further. One of those kind of excuses would be, My roommate's locked out. I actually have to go right now. In general, always try to think through these kinds of interactions or uncomfortable situations so you feel prepared, so you don't have to feel anxious or uncomfortable, and you can live life no matter what the situation is. Each of these six submissions just go to show how many of us encounter situations that make us feel unsafe or uncomfortable. And it makes me so sad that we have to deal with these things. But our goal in sharing these stories is number one, to give a platform to anybody who's had to endure something like any of these stories or just endure any kind of situation where you feel on edge or unsafe or anxious or freaked out. And, and to try to reflect on them and give yourself grace and not have to feel ashamed for anything, to know how to maybe handle the situation in the future, and to really ultimately show us all that we're not alone. We all go through things that are so unfair, especially as women. And our whole goal here is to give you the tools to feel more independent, even post these kinds of things, to be able to go out and live life. I appreciate each of these six women for sharing their stories with us and their takeaways and just having the courage to speak up. If you have a story that you would like to share 
We would love for you to submit it. We can, again, read it like these. There are some people that just completely submitted them anonymously. If you want to give your name, you can. If you want to even come on the podcast and share your story, you're more than welcome to send us your contact information. If you are interested in submitting something, even questions that you might have, the links are below in the show notes. And we really encourage you to because we want this podcast to be for you. We want you to make it your own. Thank you guys very much for listening to this episode and I will see you on the next one.